So glad you found us for Community Matters today, made possible by Lakeview Ford Lincoln, downtown Battle Creek. If you're so inclined, drop in, tell Vince and the crew that uh, you're happy they made this possible for 2024, as are we. So thank you, and thanks for being here. One of our uh, somewhat regular visits happens to be with the Humane Society of South Central Michigan, our Wiggly Tail update, and Jessica Gilbert is back from the Humane Society today to talk about Skipper. And we're not talking about Gilligan's Island or the Sopranos, <laughs> where that name comes up. Uh, we're talking about a really sweet-looking dog, Jessica. Wow. Yeah, Skipper is a male hound mix. Uh, he has a, a sister here as well. Her name's Sailor. They were both <laughs> born in May of last year, so they're not even a year old. And they are they are just really sweet hound dogs. Uh, I, I absolutely love them. They are always happy to see you. Um, they are, they, they've got these little nubbin tails that they just wag like crazy when they see you and they want to <laughs> give kisses and you know, they're just really lovely dogs. I have no idea why they're still here. They have that, I, I'm tempted to say, all-American look, right? A svelte, uh, mid-sized dog, brown with white uh, coloring, and um, just uh, that kind of, of dog you might imagine that shows up in uh, a family picture or something. It, it He just has that that look about him and he in this particular shot is uh clearly fixated on something so he has his ears up and he's he's focused and so uh, i think that is an impressive uh look so he and his sister came in together did they they must have yep they they did they are just they're they're fun dogs uh, i think that he kind of uh, when you speak of an all-american dog when i look at him i kind of think of um, is it Jared Goff, our quarterback for the yeah. Lions? It, they are that kind of dog, that all-American look. Yeah, so check it out, battlecreekpodcast.com. You can see the photo in the show notes for this episode and take a look and you'll see what we mean by that. So what kind of a, a home would be good for Skipper? Well, because he and his sister are hound mixes, um, I think that most of the, the listeners will understand uh, the vocal qualities. They love to sing, and uh, that's why they're not going to be a good fit for an apartment, um, because <laughs> you can hear them all over the building, and if they are inside the building, you can hear them on the outside of the building. Oh, boy. <laughs> so uh now i happen to love that hound noise i i think it's adorable when they start howling and all of that but probably it's not a great fit for your neighbors in an apartment um they love attention they're gonna do great with kids but because they're young and they're untrained um probably kids who are a little bit older maybe age eight or older they're gonna make great family pets though um but they do require a physically fenced in yard because they're hounds and they follow their nose. So if you've got a physically fenced in yard, you've got maybe some older kids who are active. Um, I think that's a great fit for you. They are just wonderful, wonderful dogs. So we've talked about this before, but it's been a while. The idea of a brother and sister sibling pets. Uh, sometimes it's good to keep them together. Sometimes it's not. What's your thought on that? I imagine some folks would say, oh, let's take them both. Uh, 
You know, a lot of people do think that, but what we're really looking for is these dogs to be kind of the centerpiece in their own home. And we want them to have a really great reaction to their family. If they're together, they're going to be more bonded together and they're going to spend less time paying attention to their family. So we would recommend uh, that they don't go together, but they both will be likely to go with another dog. So um, if you do have another dog, then we can definitely do a matchup. We think that that would be fine. Um, but really, they need their own personalities to shine, so not together. There is a challenge with that. I have friends who who now have had a brother and sister dog, uh, two of them dogs together and uh, for a number of years now. And they recognize certainly the challenges of that, mostly that they are bonded. And when uh, one is not present and the other one is, they become a little anxious and, and that kind of uh, sort of situation. However, because of just who they are, these folks are wonderful that they've managed to to mitigate all of that and make them feel comfortable. But it is a consideration a lot of the time. And maybe folks don't realize that, do they, when they think about the cute idea of keeping the siblings together? Yeah, they they. Definitely don't think about that as much. And the dogs are not uh, kenneled together here. They see each other, they play with each other, but they play with other dogs as well. So it's they're definitely um, bonded. They know each other, but they've got other friends and other play groups. So um, I think that that would be really a great fit for them. Yeah, we have a, a tendency as humans, right, to uh, uh, put our priorities on family and keeping family together and all those <laughs> sorts of things. And sometimes that doesn't apply in uh, in the canine world, does it? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, that's an interesting point that you talk about socializing with other dogs. That is probably one of the terrific things about being at the Humane Society for a bit for a dog, isn't it? They become used to the company of other dogs. Absolutely. Uh, it's super important for us to make sure that our dogs are given a wide range of experiences. Uh, and that definitely means being exposed to other dogs. People want to adopt family dogs that they can take with them on family trips and take with them uh, when they go out and visit friends. So the dogs have to have had some kind of exposure. Uh, during the pandemic, we had a lot of people who adopted dogs and then didn't expose them to other dogs. And then their dogs become fearful or um, a little bit too dominant when they're meeting with other dogs because they weren't raised that way. Mm -hmm. And that stressful situation for the dog and the owner. Occasionally, we'll have someone who wants to um, adopt a second dog and their dog wasn't appropriately socialized at a young age. And it's just not likely to work at that point. Their dog may never be able to accept another dog at that time. So is that typically uh, a case-by-case -case basis? That is to say, Maybe a dog who, who wasn't socialized well initially could adapt or might not. It depends on them. It does. It's definitely uh, dependent on the dog's personality. Um, when individuals apply to adopt a dog through us, um, we ask about their dog's personality and what they're looking for. And when we do matchups, um, our staff members, our animal care managers, got over 20 years of experience matching up dogs. She's really used to seeing what are some of the warning signs that this might not go well once they get home. Hmm. We would not send a dog home into a situation that wouldn't be safe for that dog, the other dog, or the family. 
All right. So this is part of that uh, evaluation process that takes place as you consider becoming uh, the parent of a dog from Humane Society of South Central Michigan. There will be some considerations through professional lenses, shall we say, that uh, that has to take place. And that is uh, smart because, of course, you don't want that pet coming back and then having to to reset, right? Absolutely. And for people, you know, your first priority is the animal that's currently in your care. Just because you want another dog doesn't necessarily mean that your dog wants another dog. It's possible <laughs> that your dog would rather be an only dog. And uh, you have to be able to acknowledge that this is what's best for your pet, not necessarily what's best for you. You are their caregiver and you have sworn to a lifetime of care for them, making sure that they have the best situation. I thought about that with with my cat. Um, I had folks say on more than one occasion, you might have been one of them, uh, said, why don't you get her a little companion, you know? And she, uh, in her early years, was um, socialized with other cats. But with me, she was the queen of the roost. So I just wasn't sure. Are cats similar? I mean, do you... Do you, uh, can you just bank on the idea that because when they were young, they interact with, with other cats later in life, that'll be okay. Can you be sure of that? Uh, no, if somebody's looking to adopt a cat, again, we ask about their cat's personality and we can guide them into cats at our uh, facility. Maybe your cat at home is more of a, um, standoffish cat and isn't really interested in, um, playful behavior and that sort of thing. So we wouldn't want to match your cat with a cat who's really in your face. Um, it, it's a little bit easier to manage with cats. I We had two cats at our house and um, they were together for 18 years and they never got along. They never got along to the point where we had to have separate feed times and separate food stations. We had to monitor their behavior. We had to, uh, in some cases, separate them. And so uh, it was about management. And if you've got a busy family, you've got kids, you've got a lot of other things going on, you might not have time to manage a situation like that. So we'd rather get it right the first time so you don't have to manage that for 18 years. Yeah, long time and a lot of management involved in something like that. So this is what we're talking about, the purview of those experienced folks at the Humane Society who can help you in your process to welcome a new pet family member into your home. And again, if you want to see Skipper, just go right ahead to battlecreekpodcast.com and click this episode and you shall see her. And then the link to the Humane Society website is there and you're able to click through and get the process going to uh, express an interest. You know, it's interesting. We just came out of this uh, really cold snap and uh, I was seeing a lot of folks on social media talking about not leaving your pets outside. Now, to me, that's a no-brainer, but maybe to some it isn't. Uh, one thing, though, I wondered about, Jessica, with all of this is I, I saw some of my neighbors trying to get their their uh, pets exercise routines in. And so they'd be out walking their dogs and and it was cold, you know. Single digits, lots of snow, cold on the paws. And, and of course, the first thing I do is look at the pet to see if I see any 
any stress going on there. And, you know, I'm not trained like all of you, but I would, I wouldn't see that they were just, you know, prancing along like usual, but it made me wonder, uh, what considerations do you take into account when it is that cold? Well, definitely uh, some dogs are better equipped to go outdoors when it's cold. Uh, others are not. Your dog will most likely let you know. Um, some dogs don't want to go out at all. <laughs> but uh, if your dog has uh, very short hair and uh, it doesn't mind wearing a coat, it might be nice to have it bundle up. Um, they do sell dog booties. Not every dog is going to enjoy that. But one of the things that you do need to be concerned about is salt on their paws. Um, certainly at your house, you should make sure if you have a dog that you're using pet safe salt. But a lot of other places, if they don't have animals, will not be using that. And that can sting and burn the dog paws. Um, so you just want to make sure that you are keeping those walks short, more frequent, um, and really monitoring to see how your dog is doing. Uh, here at the shelter, we have some younger dogs or some uh, smaller dogs that really can't handle the cold. So they run outside, use the bathroom, and we have them come straight back in. They don't get to stay out. Other dogs um, get to stay out for a little bit longer. We rotate them in and out much more frequently. Um, we do make sure that if they're outside, we've got uh, dog houses in the outdoor runs uh, full of uh, straw. You don't want to use blankets because they can get wet and freeze. Um, so even though the shelter dogs are only going out for maybe five minutes at a time, we want to make sure that if they feel the need to get into a dog house with the straw is there for them. Um, but it's really just much more frequent walks. One of our staff members adopted a senior dog from us, and uh, poor Chewy did not want to go for a walk when it was bitterly cold. Uh, they tried. <laughs> A number of times, um, but because he's a very small chihuahua, they got one of those indoor potty pads for him. And, uh, you know, in these days when the temperatures are well below zero, you may have to uh, help your dog out with some potty pads or something along those lines, uh, shovel a path outside so they can go out and do what they need to and come right back in. That's an interesting point. So a dog, and it makes sense, I suppose, can be trained uh, what you might say, litter box training like a cat. Yes, absolutely. They sell all kinds of different um, washable rugs, or you can use the disposable potty pads, but they also sell these boxes that have uh, what looks like AstroTurf so that they can stand on that and go, and then you can wash out the underside that drains through. So there are definitely lots of options if your dog just flat refuses to go out. Well, we can see how some might wish to say, nope, not going to do that. On the other hand, I was driving uh, recently, yesterday, the day before, and there was someone walking a husky. <laughs> and that dog looked to be the happiest dog walking along a snowy trail. Uh, I think that's your point, right? Some dogs are built, so to speak, for this kind of weather. Absolutely. But even with huskies, you want to make sure if you're leaving them out for a little bit longer, that they do have a dog house with straw that they can get into. You're monitoring to see um, when they're ready to come in. They need access to uh, fresh flowing water. 
So uh, if you're going to leave your Husky out for a little bit longer as they enjoy it, you want to make sure that they have access to those things. Uh, And there are definitely laws based on your community as far as how long you can leave your dog outside. So you're going to want to check your local ordinances. Uh, Most places will not allow you to leave your companion dog outside for more than three hours. Mm. All right. And flowing water, a good point, because uh, standing water will just freeze. Yes, absolutely. So you can get one of those uh, heaters that you plug in and that will help, but you'll still need to make sure that you monitor it so that uh, they do have access to that water. Um, It's, it can be brutal and you want to make sure that your animal is comfortable. All right. So lots to uh, think about there and uh, relate to your individual situation. And, you know, it's interesting you talked about the salt because if I presume a pet's paws are burning from salt, the first thing they probably want to do is lick it. Yeah. And that's not, that's not healthy um, for them. So it's definitely important when you come back in, if your dog has walked in salt, that you uh, wash their paws off their, their pads. Uh, They can actually, um, you can use a, a balm on their pads if they get cracked or a little bit dry as well. So just think about yourself and what you would like and what you would be comfortable with and try to think of your pet that way. All right. Well, uh, if it's warming up, continues to warm up like we've begun to see, then maybe this won't be such a a big deal. Knocking on wood here. (laughs) Definitely ready for warmer weather. And that, of course, is helpful for uh, being able to get out with pets and have them enjoy with uh, without being too overly concerned about excess cold. All right. So check him out, uh, Skipper, and maybe even his sister, Sailor, who is uh, also available for adoption at the Humane Society of South Central Michigan. Our Wiggly Tail updates happen every month or so with Jessica Gilbert at the Humane Society of South Central Michigan in Battle Creek. Thank you. Thank you.